Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasha Dash. Guys, I before we came on, I, YouTube gave me a reminder that today is the uh, the one year anniversary of uh, Believe in 76ers podcast. Oh, How about cool. that? Nice, man. Yeah. March there 10th. There you go. I, 68 episodes or 68th episode. That's crazy. A, a whole year, man. That's that's nuts. I gotta say, just to you know. Doing this podcast with you guys, it's been awesome. Obviously, Eric, Tasia, and I grew up watching you and being able to talk sports, talk family, <laughs> talk everything with you every week. It's been it's been really special, man. Can't oh, wait enjoy it. Having fun, man. Yeah, yeah. You, all, you, you all, all do all the work. <laughs> to another uh, year. <laughs> another year, yeah. Here, here's to another one. Um, so obviously, uh, not much has really happened since our last show. We you know, dominated the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves, and now we're going to kind of get into some of the stuff uh, leading into this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, for our first thing, last last time we talked, we talked about the defense looking kind of rough. Uh, and we we averaged about 135, gave up 135 points a game. Um, and ironically, we started out the road trip uh, holding Miami Heat to 100, under 100 points. And then we ended the road trip uh, holding the Wolf, uh, the Timberwolves to under 100. So uh, one of those games missing Harden and one of those games missing Embiid. In fact, we've held our opponents to under 100 points 12 times this season and are 11 and 1. But the crazy thing about that stat is that out of those 12 games, we were missing uh, either Embiid or Harden in seven of those games, going 7-0, and each time we missed one of those guys. So my question to you guys is, why are we a better defensive team when we're down one of our stars? I don't really know. I don't I don't think you can point at one thing. I just think um, as far as the you know, mechanics of the team, I, I just think – more than anything, the focus and the attention to detail raises raises up when one of those guys are out. Um, I, I would, if I had to say anything, it, it would just be that. Um, you know, you would think you would you're supposed to have that focus all the time, um, but yeah. it's just something about when someone's out. You know, you you kind of look to do more in different ways. Um, so, I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. I don't, I don't think it's anything from a schematic standpoint that they're doing. Um, so I took it a step further, too. So in games, just in general this year, in games that Joel's missed were 9-4, and four. in games that Harden's missed were 11-6, and six. in games Maxie's missed were 13-6, and, and even without Tobias were 4-1. and one. So 
I didn't look to see what games overlap because I think a few of those did overlap. So some of those wins, some of those losses were when multiple guys were out, which is still impressive, right? Yeah. Um, I, it, I'm with you on that. I don't know. I, I part of it to oversimplify. I think Doc's also pretty good at game planning a shorthanded team. Um, he did it really well with the Clippers a few years back. Whenever they were missing guys for long periods of time, they were they were pulling out wins. They were always competitive yeah. against like when they were overmatched. Um, I don't know if that's when he shines, but he does a really good job of coaching an overmatched team when they're as far as who's on the floor. Um I mean yeah, it, 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 it it could be a sign of a good team. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's you know, that's a sign of a good team that you know, when things don't go your way, you're still able to win games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it could be any more than that. I just think it's basically what we talked about. I don't think you can pinpoint one thing in particular. Um, are you defending well or defending better in those situations? I'd say the games without a Harden or Maxi would make a little more sense because they're not our best defenders. But the ones without Embiid, yeah, I mean, then that's then that's you know that's just like saying if they're not our defenders, then we shouldn't score as much. Yes. You know, but what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's the the Embiid out of most of those Embiid's numbers surprised me because he is our defensive anchor, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely speaks to our our depth just overall. I mean, like I know sometimes we talk about you know not getting much from our bench, but like when when our guys are out, the the, the guys on the bench they step up, and so like that's just yeah it's interesting. It's so strange. But I guess m- more minutes you're, you're giving these guys more minutes, whereas Hard and, and Max are there. These guys are getting aren't getting as much touches or much game much playing time. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so to talk about uh, a little bit, somebody on our bench, um, a guy who's actually going up against Thibault tonight in the uh, in the Thibault, as we talked about. But um, Thibault, yeah, Thibault, yeah. Uh, Jalen McDaniel's uh, a guy that uh, everyone people went from like hating that trade, uh, and now everyone wants him to start in our starting five. It's funny how the Sixers fan base just kind of like goes. And I mean, that's a matter of days that you, you and your 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 people are suggesting this. My the last time we talked, you and your people. Suggested that it was the trade, you know, we lost the trade. Yes, now, yes. This time we talk, y'all talking about he should be a starter. What, what are y'all what are you talking about? Makes no sense. People are, people are, I I, I don't know, ridiculous. I, I on that topic. Oh, I know that we haven't had any games, so they just really don't know what to talk about. The topic of our day, though, I said I still like that trade for us, so I didn't, I didn't flip flop. It, it, it's not, yeah, it's not really much you, Teja. It's, it's a lot of these, like these, these fans that like say, "Oh, fire Doc," and the next day, "Oh, actually, Doc's actually all right. Let's keep him around a little bit." And then back to fire Doc, and we lose a game. But like, it's the. It's well, the I understand that from a coaching standpoint. That's always that's not new. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying from a player's point. This, this is we, we just spoke a couple of days ago. I know, I know. People are reactionary, man. You, we played one game since then. Thibault has a four of six game from three, and they wish he played one game since that day. And, and you all went from he shouldn't have got traded here to now he should be starting in front of Tobias. Man, <laughs> come on, man. What are you guys? What are you and your guys talking about, Marcus? What are y'all talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all get this stuff from. Hey, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm convinced. Just, I'm convinced. I'm, you and your people just say stuff just to throw it out there and get a reaction. I'm convinced. That's what you do. 
I, I honestly, when I see these twenty, there's a lot of truth to that. When it's well, yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, we kind of talked about like the the hyperbolic bullshit that we see on like the, the hot take shows, but like I think I think fans contribute to that stuff too. I mean, that a lot of the, the the trending Twitter topics. That's why these hot take shows get some of the stuff. They they see the trending stuff that's that's going on by fan bases. But what do you think of that? Obviously, we, we talked about you know it wasn't it was a good trade for us the other day. But like, what what do you think about the potential? And I don't think it's a potential, but of Jalen McDaniel starting over Tobias, or at least the fan hoopla behind that. I, I don't. Are we like so? Has Tobias started this whole season? Yeah, he started the whole season, right? Yeah. We just had a conversation about us catching ball, possibly catching Boston, yeah. right? And now we're talking about changing the lineup. Yep. The last time we changed the lineup, how did that go? Max, you mean? Yes. How, how, well, it depends. We're are you talking about? No, I'm saying from individual. Do you think it helped Maxi? Oh, individual, no, no, it did no. not. Okay. Um, do you? But think we, we had a well, we had a topic about that. Was it the the bench start or was it the minutes though? Yeah. So if if he's not going to start, then so so you're not going to start McDaniel's and play him the same amount of minutes. It's, you're putting him in the starting lineup for a reason. He'll play, he'll play a little more. He'll, he'll steal some minutes yeah. from Tucker and so Harris. If my question, like, first off, we're a good place in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. A few games back from two games, whatever, back from second place, four games or so back from first place. And we're talking about changing the starting lineup. Makes zero sense. Um. Anyway, then you're talking about team taking the guy out of the starting lineup at a position that – so you would, you and your people would rather take out Tobias and put him beside PJ instead of taking out PJ and putting him beside Tobias? That's that's my question to you and your people. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little weird because yeah, I did deep diving and we haven't really done that lineup that much. Yeah, at I'm, all. I'm just I'm just I'm trying to think of what Marcus and his people think <laughs> about. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are they thinking? Like, when you just want to start a guy, is it? Is it that y'all get in that Tasia mode where y'all just say um, Tobias make too much money and you just want to take him out? <laughs> you brought it up, not me this time. <laughs> I said in the Tasia mode. You, you quoted you me. Saying, you quoted since me. he makes so much money, you got to take him out. He's not He's not playing good enough for the money. I, so he's putting the guy that doesn't make as much. So, so I'll give you. Like he's doing more. Punishing him. Punishing him for making too much. You make too much. You need to go on the bench. That um, what stupid. are you guys talking about? Man? That's, an, that's an expensive seat on that bench, by the way. Yeah. Most expensive seat in the house. Um, I will say this. I can see it being argued because there's no um, sample size for that lineup. Like the McDaniels, Tucker, uh, um, Maxi, Embiid, Harden. I think it's happened for like a minute. So it's it's not – there's no, there's no sample size for that. But I can see it if you want to maximize – and get Harris more shots because he obviously is not getting it in that lineup. So if you want to get him in a groove, so when he finishes out the games with the starting lineup, he's got 14 or 16 points, and he's shot the ball 10, 12 times at that point. Whereas now, he hasn't touched the ball for like a quarter and a half, and what we want him to be involved with the last four minutes of the game. He's Take obviously him out early, bring him back early. What's that? Take him out early, bring him back early. 
and just stagger it that way. There's ways to do it. It's been done before. This isn't new. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just it's just reaching. It doesn't make sense. It's just it, it doesn't make sense. Like we Doc do it, it don't work, fire Doc. Yeah. Like it's just it's just not making sense. Like if Doc if Doc did that without any of you all, without not not you, Taja, without any of Marcus and his group <laughs> mentioning it, if it wasn't their idea and if it was Doc's idea and and they lost a couple games in a row. You guys will be at, at at the arena with fire me, fire docs on us. They're there anyway. Will it be more? <laughs> no, but but okay, but there is logic to it, though, right? Like it's not you're not saying try different things. You're just saying don't do the the start bench thing. But you're saying stagger it differently to try but to get him. This is something we've always said about. That now I've, I've always said it's gonna be hard for Tobias to get shots with yeah, those no. other three guys. That's that's no. not that's that was the that was the offseason we talked talked about that. But we didn't have it's, a guy, I guess their their counter to that is we didn't have a guy that could possibly make that a little easier of a transition in McDaniels. We had Thibel before. Well, isn't that what PJ is supposed to be doing? Yeah, I think I mean. I think PJ's a good he's a good bridge to all that. Well, I'm just saying, is that what PJ was supposed to be doing? Making it easier to play without Tobias? Or making it easier for us to move Tobias out of that group as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you go move, I mean you go move in. But we couldn't do that before. Who would you put in the lineup instead? Melton, I guess. Go yeah, really small. Put a, 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 yeah, sure. I'm just saying that like if you put in McDaniel, so what is he now going to do? Spot up and shoot threes? What is he going to do? No. So he's a better is he a better shooter than Tobias? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. So what are we talking about? We're talking about having more of a spark on the bench, more scoring off the bench because the maxi thing didn't work. So and Tobias, a, so way to, to get Tobias so maxi thing didn't work. So now we're going to assume that Tobias thing is going to work, and a way for him to get more involved. I think. He would get more shots, but he can get more involved. It doesn't have to come from coming off the bench. You don't have to change the lineup to do that. You can change the rotation to do that. Yes. Yeah. But you don't need to change the starting lineup. You change the starting lineup, that's totally different. Mm -hmm. But you do agree that. Agree. We we, we talked about that during the offseason. That's not something that's new. That's not something that's new. That's why his that's why his game isn't from a ability standpoint on the roller coaster. It's from the uh, availability standpoint. He's on the but roller he was, coaster. He was pulling the trigger for the first half of the season. He's not doing that anymore. Well, teams aren't necessarily leaving him open either, like they did. He does a lot of he has a lot of pumps. He has a lot of pumps. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, but he's a rhythm shooter. So he's he's not a spot up shooter. He's a guy that can make spot up shots, but that's not what he does. So bringing him off the bench, and then if he come off the bench, I guarantee you, if he comes off the bench, he, James, Joel, or Maxi, one of them are going to still be in the game. Yeah, and that means he's not going to be option number one. 
It, re- it reminds me of a few games ago where I forgot what it's, game it's, it was. It's not like it's not like if you guys think back, you probably don't remember how it went. How Detroit when they were won- when they won their championship and they made their run in the Eastern Conference um, when I played that they brought Corliss Williamson off the bench and they went to him. He was the he was the he was the option. They went to him to him the whole time he was in there. That's not what we're going to do if Tobias is in the lineup or off the bench. We may go to him, but we, we're not going to force feed him. He's not going to be that number one option. It's not going to happen if James is out there. Definitely not going to happen if Joel's out there. And, and there's no way for those, guys to play, for those guys to play the amount of minutes that they're playing for him to come off the bench and, and then be showcased. It's not going to happen. They're not going to change the rhythm and the groove of the team right now. That's what you're doing. That's what you're asking to do. Yeah. 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 So you I'm change just... the rhythm, the groove of the team. It's not just messing with Tobias. It's messing with other guys, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is it worth it's the question to get Tobias in more of a rhythm? I mean, teams that can't make a change to get your fourth option touches. That's what we're asking you to do. I mean, that's what you're asking that's what Marcus and his group is asking the Sixers to do. So just, just go around the NBA and tell me where that's done on a consistent basis. Not many teams have a fourth option as good as Harris and their team, though. Or do they not just have one, two, three as good as the Sixers? There are a few teams that have – we're one of six teams that have three 20-point scorers. Yes. I saw that tweet earlier. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny about that is so someone posted that that tweet. We're one of six teams. The uh <laughs> let me find it. The combined record of the other five teams who have three 20-point scorers in their lineup is 153 and 184, 31 games under 500. All young guys that are putting getting up putting up numbers. On a team this the season's gonna be over in the month. Yeah, so the other teams are Heat with Butler, Hero, Bam, mm-hmm. Wizards, Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma, mm-hmm. Hornets, Rozier, Lamelo, Ubre. It's crazy. That one surprised me. Warriors, Steph Clay Pool, and then Trailblazers, Dame uh, Simons Grant. No, that's not a that's not a losing team. Those aren't losing losing teams. See, those are teams just trying to win. Yeah. Um Interesting though, right? Like thirty-one games below five hundred combined with those teams. Yeah, I mean, Golden State's the one. I mean, they they Golden State. You think of how many games Steph has missed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you you look at Charlotte. How many games Ball has missed? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Wizards one doesn't surprise me. Um, I think if you look at all of those teams, the one similarity is. They, yeah, they don't have a fourth option that's as, you know, with the expectations because of his salary. Mm-hmm. That's what the Tobias is. It's, it's the expectation because of his salary. Yeah. yeah. If his salary was PJ's, we wouldn't have the conversation. Yeah. It's kind of my point last week, though. No, no, I'm just saying, but that's not that's not saying he's overpaid. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm still trying to tell you that doesn't mean he's overpaid if you're not getting the opportunity. He, he's proven that he can do it. 
that's how he got the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're saying since he proved it and he got the money, that now because he can't do it anymore, it's not because he can't. And that's why putting him in an opportunity to be able it's to. It's not possible. Yeah. It's, it's not, not possible. It's too bad. It's not a Doc Rivers thing. It's it's just not possible. It's not enough time in the game for it to happen. We can't sit up here and talk about Joel's one of the he should be in, the MVP and MVP considerations and James and two ball dominant guards. And then we're saying Tobias should be scoring 20 points a game. It's, it's not going to happen. So I look at two sample size lineups that he's in, Tobias, that have either near near even rating or plus rating. Uh, Harden, Maxi, Melton, Harris, Reed was plus 14 on the court. It's not a very big sample size. Um, but I like that lineup. But you also still have, I guess. Still a third option there. Still have. Yeah, he's still the number three there, really. Unless Harden tries to go into more of a passive. But I don't think he would with that lineup because it needs his scoring. The other one would be Melton, Maxi, Tucker, Harris, Harrell, which is about even net. But I think if you put Reed in there over Harrell, you'll probably get better defensive ratings. So it'll probably be plus. But that's the other interesting one I saw too, which, you know, pretty good lineup for him to maybe um, be a little more aggressive. That happened recently. What game was it where him and Maxi were on the floor and he was being really they're, – they're running so, all that. That's what I'm saying. So he, he is the type of player and where he plays – that you have to run plays and sets for him. Yes. Because if he go gets the ball and he gets a rebound, he brings it down and he plays one-on-one, it looks selfish. It looks off. Yeah. So, like I've always said, it can be done, but it has to be a point of emphasis. I've said that since last summer, since the offseason. You have to force feed it, that, for him to – and and it's something that maybe they should do or they could do more, but that's how you have to play with him. Yeah. Not that I want to get back into this conversation again, but this less of counting money and more of finding someone to fill that role who could also distribute money elsewhere was my point, is that he's getting paid a lot to not be able to showcase it. That was kind of my point yeah, last but that But that's because of the team changed. No, no, no. It's not. I'm just no saying fault. that the – I understand what you're saying. No fault of what it. I'm saying is the dynamics of the team changed when he got paid because you had Ben Simmons and not James Harden. Exactly. Yes. So he was asked to do more offensively with Ben Simmons. And Maxie was surprised. because he was a young guy. That was, young, I don't even know if he was there when Tobias got paid. He might have been. No, I'm just saying. So all of those dynamics changed. So you go yeah. get those two guys. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It just it changed. Yeah. It yeah. Changed. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah it's not his fault. What do you want me to do? By any means. By any means. <laughs> yes. but, but for what we, the cards we have currently, all I was saying last week, just to go back to that, not without getting too deep into that, because we did a lot, um, was just to say, like, it's without, if we're not going to tinker with it and try to get him more involved in a different lineup that suits him, then, you know, we're going to have a discussion in the next couple of months about it's time to go. But, you know, for I mean, now, look, it, the way he plays, as far as his style and where he's at in the rotation, it, it's not surprising. We all know that it, guys like that in that situation, their last year of their deals, they become valuable. Yeah. We know that. I'm yeah. sure Tobias and his agent knows it. Yep. So, 
That's where it's headed. Yeah. It's 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 happened almost yearly in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like almost every team has been in this situation. So you know, he's dealing with this too on his own team, who I compared it to last week and brought it up. John Collins. His shots are way down. His minutes are down. He's not as involved. They just have and, and, they, and they brought and what did what and what else and what did they do this past summer? Dejounte Murray. They brought in another ball dominant guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. And I could swallow it easier <laughs> if he was making John Collins money. So, yeah, but he, but he's not. Like I said. He got his money when those guys weren't there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Um, and for the record, that this is something I saw. This is this is this is my thoughts. This is just a question I want to pose. <laughs> so, you saw it. So you saw it. So there's people you follow. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be you and your people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I, I will say the one thing that a lot of people who wanted to come to this idea right an idea of doing yeah. this was you know, we, we tried it with maxi and it worked out uh we worked out because when we brought him back he you know he had the confidence again maybe we, we do that with tobias to get his confidence back and then bring him back to the story yeah I, I don't think going um maxi was lacking confidence he was lacking you know playing time yeah minutes yeah i just think i mean yeah i'm I forget benching i just staggering them might be better though i, I just want him to get <laughs> like like look look I want Harris like to get I more of a group like I told you all before, when 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 they took Maxi out the lineup, and I said they can shape it however they want to shape it, they can say whatever they want to say. It's a demotion. Yeah, that's what it is. Harris I said it then, and it was even more evident when it happened. Yeah, Harris would definitely see it. It would be the same thing for Tobias. Might even be worse because they were playing less. Yeah, because. Yes. He's been. Like, There's he's no a, other way to shake it, and that the team. the dynamic of your team. Yeah, yeah, and he's not a kid on a rookie deal either. He's like yes. a, that changes the dynamic of your team. You paid me to be a big part of this. I've been, and a big you part decided of this. to take me out. Yes, yes, it'd be much. It'd be so really. He, bad. So I made sacrifices to my game for the team, and what I get from it is you bl- blaming me and taking me out the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and like Eric said, to start this to- topic, I, I, I think a lot of Sixers fans want something to talk about. Um, we're three seed right now. We're one of the, the the hottest teams in the league right now. So this last thing we're, we're thinking about is making a, a lineup change. Um, I, I look at McDaniel's showing us, giving us that energy off the bench. So continue. Yeah, and then he can he can he can keep doing that for us. Yeah, and, and it'll be game. Maybe it'll be a game where he's doing it and his minutes go up. Yeah, it doesn't really doesn't have to start him to play more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the whole idea of starting is such an elementary like term. Oh, put him in the starting line. He looks good. Oh, it, it matters. That's why when you know Maxi went out to starting lineup, you all you, you all thought it was wasn't a big deal. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big deal. Um, all right. Well, now we're gonna get into game picks to, to end the show here. So uh tonight, Friday night, is our 76ers are hosting the Portland Trailblazers in what we're calling the thigh bowl. Uh, if I will comes back to Philadelphia. Uh, Sixers are currently a nine and a half point favorite, and we lead the season series. We've only played them once, um, and we won 105 to 95 in January. Um, so, who do you guys have tonight in this game? 
Man, we're going to win. I guess, you know, shouldn't be too confident because every time I, I like this, we, we, do, we do the opposite. Um, no, I think we'll get them. I mean, Portland is um, – Dane gets hot. I mean, they can beat you, obviously. Um, I just think we're a tough matchup for them. Um, and I think we're at home, and we need to win these home games. Like that big road trip, we got to win at home and have a few days off. So I'm good. I got us winning the cover. So we started out, it opened at eight and a half, and there's 79% of money on the Blazers, and it's gone to nine and a half. Wow. So I think based on that and us finally being home, there's no place like home. I, I, I think we kill them. I think we'd be beat him bad. Um, just because you're the Thibel guy on the show, what kind of game do you think Thibel will have? Yeah, let's talk about Thibel. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say two of six from three, eight points. Eight okay. points. Eight points. Uh, he'll get he'll get double figures. That's true. He's been like 36 minutes. A he'll game. play a lot. Yeah, he'll he's get playing double. a lot, and, and he's going to want to score. Uh. Over or under 50% shooting for the game? Say it again. Over or under 50% shooting for the game? Not three, overall field goal percentage. Um, Under. He'll be in, yeah, under. He, I think so, too. Yeah. He may be in 40s because he may get some clean layups or clean office rebound, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll – and they'll – they will emphasize – Getting him some touches, and he may even try to um, post up Maxi or something. I don't know, just some good he may do if he get a matchup. Do you think we'll see McDaniel's on Thibault at any point in this game? Oh, possible. Yeah, possible. He a waste. I put Niang on Thibault at this point. I mean, kind of depends who who they have in the game and who we have in the game. Yeah, I'd actually. You're right. You had it right though at first. I'd put put Maxi on him, maybe. Yeah, or I mean, you can do that or early or on. You can early on. Yeah, you can you can put him on there and hide him, or maybe even James on him. Well, yeah. kind of depends on. I mean, I think you got to put James on him because Maxi's going to have to guard um, Lillard yeah. um, to start the game. I mean, who else are we going to put on? Lillard? Yeah, it's true. So James uh-huh. will probably be on him. James will give him some looks. <laughs> just yeah, James will give him some looks at least. See if he gonna make a few. Um, before oh he yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. James will definitely do that. Yeah, and then uh, he, he, he Melton subbing in will guard. I assume Melton will probably get some Lillard minutes tonight too. Yes, when he get, when he comes in. Yes, that's the best match. That's actually the best matchup. Well, yeah. So I mean, they may bring him in early for that reason. Mm-hmm. There was an article that uh. Uh, Keith Pompey of the Inquirer um, posted today. Uh, I guess he did an interview with uh, with Thibel. Thibel said it's been really really nice to feel wanted in the article he quoted was saying, for me specifically, I feel like there was a lot more fear-based play in Philadelphia as opposed to what I'm doing here in Portland. So essentially he's playing free there because there's really no expectations there, whereas we do have expectations. Is that was is that what that means to you? Um f- fear. Is it necessary? I don't think that's the right word. 
Um, but you know, it happens with a lot of a lot of guys, uh, especially younger guys. It's like you're afraid to make a mistake. Um, your your mistakes are magnified more than maybe the other guy. Um, that goes on around the league. Um, a starter has, quote unquote, a longer leash than the reserve. A star player or superstar player has a longer leash than a starter. Um, that's not new. That's that's not new. So I I I, I understand what he's trying to say. I don't think fear is necessarily the right the right word. Uh, but I do think that once he kind of went into the situation where he was playing and then the thing with Toronto happened, I, I think it became – and then after the thing with Toronto happened, the extension talks happened. And then when once that kind of happened, then the training camp, and he, didn't, he wasn't in the rotation. So I think it was a combination of things that kind of built up to that point. I don't think it was just necessarily the fear of getting taken out the game. I think it was the the fear, you know, the the awareness of look, if I do anything wrong or if it's not going right, I'm getting taken out. Fear of missing. Because, huh? Say it again. Fear of missing. Well, I mean, a lot of it, but that's the thing about being a reserve, it's not necessarily always about him individually. The team goes on the run, you can come out. And he didn't do anything wrong. That happens a lot. Yeah. A team goes on the run, the reserves are in there. You made your one shot. You get, you made, he hits a three, but the team goes on the run. Guess what? Everybody's coming out. Yeah. So I've seen that happen. Um, and I've seen that, that, that happened with a top player and everybody came out except for the top player. You know what I'm saying? So you, so you have that situation then you don't have the – here's the one thing he will not say publicly, but I'll say it. He did not feel like he had the confidence of management and the locker room behind him. And that's his right. And the other guys may feel differently. They may feel like they did. But saying that, saying fear of whatever fear – he does not feel like he had the backing of anyone. The green light. For him to to not even I don't even think it's about shooting as much as it is about playing, being productive, being confident in your playing. If you feel like you are supported, then you'll have that. You won't have that fear if you feel like you're supported. Mm -hmm. Um, so but but that's not. That's not us, you know, like odd or a surprise in professional sports. Yeah. You're a professional. You're the you're the CEO of your company. People come in and make deals and agreements with you as the CEO of your company, you make deals, and then they can change their mind and go a different direction with their for their product. Yep. That's what happens. Yes, yeah, reality. So I, I what he's saying is true in this reality. It does happen. But he's not alone. But and there's also guys that come along in the same circumstances and same situations and rise above it. 
just like he's doing in Portland. Does the expectation of winning in championships and the pressure of a city to win also play a factor? Yes. Because playing ben, Philly, ben Simmons playing, playing, Philly and playing in Portland for some guys is different. But it's expectations in Portland, too. Yep. Um, it's expectations there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it was accumulation of things that happened. Not just he couldn't make a three. Like I said, it was it was always issues with him not being a three point shooter. Tasia would you know tell us that long ago. So that was that issue was. I'm just, I'm saying I'm not saying that jokingly. I'm just saying like Tasia would. No. You know, this whole thing was if he can hit one a game. So that expectation yeah. and that was always there. Yeah. So then you get into the Toronto thing. That's two. Then you get into he didn't get an extension. That's three. Yep. Then you get into he's not in the rotation. That's four. That's basically all within six months. Yep. And then you're a free agent. This the writing was on the wall. We knew it. Yeah. So let him go and have let him go and and do what he's capable of doing. It's interesting because Ben Simmons alluded to the same thing, like saying he wished he was drafted by something like this, which he was drafted by a team with no expectations. He would have been a lot more free and played better, but he came into a place that already wanted to win and we were winning. So he couldn't do certain things and try certain we, things. We were winning when we got mad. Mm, it was a number one pick, right? No, but the expectation, what, well, he missed a year, remember? So when he so finally we, started playing, we were, we were ready to start making moves. It was like, it was like, all right, let's go. Let's go now. You know, oh, I thought you would, that's what you would want. Yeah. That's what I always said. I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Wouldn't you want to win? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see the quote, so I don't really understand that. So yeah, he, he said something care. about like usually when you're a number one pick, you get selected to a bad team, so you can kind of feel yourself and kind of get like used to the game. Whereas here, when he started finally playing the next, the following season after hurting himself, the expectation and and all that was already there with like, all right, like it's time to time to start winning games type thing. Um, which I was like, really? Because I don't you want? I mean, isn't that the point of winning and playing? I I, I don't know. I I thought it was. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Jock Vaughn's problem now. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, final. Uh, we, we, his first year, we were third in the East, and we, that was the year we lost to the Celtics in the second round. Oh, the the Bellinelli shot. Yep. Scary Terry. Oof. The expectations were there. We weren't championship yet, but winning was a part of the story for sure. For yeah, we, we grew fast. Yeah, we did. Um, okay, uh, last uh, topic, uh, game Sunday. Uh, it's the last uh, game of the series, season series with the Washington Wizards. We're hosting uh, the Wizards uh, Sunday. Uh, they actually lead the uh, season series two games to one on us. Uh, who do you guys have in the finale of our season series with the Washington Wizards? Uh, we'll win it. I think it'll be a close game, but we'll, we'll pull it out. Yeah, I'll be curious to see the spread come game time and who's out, but um, if we have anyone that's out. Hopefully not. Um, I think it'll be a close one. I think we'll win by like three to five. Yeah. They play us pretty They play us pretty good whenever we play them. That's, they do. They that, do. That's, that's always been a team that's for, for years has always played us tight, no matter how you know, how bad we were, how bad they were. It was always a tight game. I don't know if it's the Annoying. East yeah. It feels like, like, like a NFL division game almost. Yeah. Yeah, maybe no matter how good you are, how bad they are, or vice versa, or who's in, who's out, 
it's just going to be a tight game. Yeah. Maybe maybe the distance wise being so so close to each other that is has that kind of that component the division component. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. We'll see you guys Tuesday, and hopefully we uh, go undefeated this weekend. So. All right. Take it easy. Enjoy conference championship weekend. Cross fingers. Later, guys. You guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.